line. He stops. Back on top. Oh, almost an errant pass. Noble from the outside. Shot. That's a good. Noble. It's a three. 28-23. Coach Marshall quickly says, we'll have one shot with 29 seconds to go in the first half of play. His team down by five. 28-23. Well, I'll tell you. He's going to drop off his over that time, and he just let fly with a three-pointer, and then it had nothing but net. Bailey. He finds Harris. Back on top, it comes to Meyer. Eight seconds to go. Meyer with a crossover move. He goes down, he goes in. They're going to say there was a grab, a foul, with four seconds to go. Brett Meyer will go to the line. He'll be shooting two. And we'll see who that ball gets uh, assessed to. It's the first one against the uh, Deckerville Eagles, Aaron Noble. Sandusky scored only nine points in this quarter. Seven, though, Jonathan, from the free throw line. Only one basket. And Meyer, the 16 senior, did he score for the Sandusky that Makes the first, 28-24. He's got 12 points, but 10 were in the first quarter. Now, he came out just a blazing in the first quarter. Second free throw. It's up. It's good. Four seconds to go, and the deck is going inbounding the basketball over to Wilkes. Wilkes comes to half court, let's fly, and it's no good. It's, uh, he thought he was going to play Richard Norman there from half court. Doesn't play for it. We have a 28 25 Deckerville lead. First half completed. We'll be back with some half time. Furnished by Sandlack Pharmacy's new bridal department, guests arrive to a beautiful reception area, signing the elegant Hallmark guest book and toasting the celebration with crystal champagne flutes and hand-painted wine glasses. The sumptuously beaded unity candle lit the way for the couple to reach for their delicate crystal wedding bells to ring in the reception. Hundreds of photos were taken by guests with the disposable cameras placed on the tables, and the pictures were later developed at Sandalac Pharmacy and framed in beautiful keepsake wedding frames. The cake was displayed on a lovely tiered crystal cake trio, which the couple used later to entertain as newlyweds. When the couple arrived home from their honeymoon, they were awed by the lovely gifts that came from Sandlack Pharmacy, including keepsake crystal plates, bowls and candlesticks, tinkling wind chimes, and beautiful home decor. After writing their thank you notes on Hallmark stationery and arranging their photos and memories and Hallmark albums they received for shower gifts, the couple lived happily ever after. If you'd like to have a fairy tale wedding and reception, start your planning at Sandalek Pharmacy in downtown Sandusky. FM 97, WTGV Sandusky, Bob Armstrong, along with John Presnell from the uh, Deckerville uh, Tournament Center. First quarter, you might say, belonged to Sandusky, but Deckerville really had a good second quarter. They did, and you knew that they were going to. Uh, they've got so much talent. I mean, they, they have everything that their coach wants. They have perimeter players, and they have interior players. Right now, they're in a little foul trouble. Maybe their best interior player, Merriman, uh, has two quick fouls. He has the propensity to be in foul trouble. Well, they outscored uh, Sandusky 18-11, uh, to 11, and uh, one factor in this uh, game has been the uh, free throws that Sandusky has really capitalized on uh, compared to um, Deckerville. Uh, during the next break, we'll uh, count up all the free throws. As far as the individual scoring is concerned, Myers got 13 for the uh, Sandusky Redskins, 8 by Stephen Fraley. We find that uh, Paul Gatowski has 1, and uh, Ben Tank has a total of 3 points for the uh, Deckerville Eagles. 
they are led by Ryan Palmer with 13. And like the first quarter belonged to Meyer, that second quarter, John, belonged to Palmer. Like I said, he just has to get warmed up. And when he gets warmed up, he's just a dynamo. He just does not quit. And uh, Eugene Binder uh, has six for Deckerville. Roski with four. Richard Merriman has four. And Aaron Noble has three. We'll be back with more from Deckerville after this. 361 days a year, McDonald's in Sandusky and Croswell is open to serve you a great breakfast, along with... Free throw categories, John Sandusky has had 15 opportunities for the charities break, and they've capitalized on 10 of them. That's just really kept them in the game. Yes, they, they were able to get Jefferson and Bob, but both Norman and Palmer uh, with two fouls, and that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to uh, try to keep them off the glass, and the best way to do that is to have them on the bench. Deckerville has five for seven charity strike and as far as fouls are concerned nobody in the Eagles has three fouls but uh, Sandusky has Gatowski with three also Forrest has seen limited action because of two fouls then Tank also has two for Sandusky and uh, two fouls belong to Kurt Messing, Ryan Palmer, Rich Merriman and uh, Mike Wolf. The Peck Pirates uh, leading uh, Cardinal Booney by one thin point in the first quarter and it looks like uh, the uh, Cassidy Redhawks haven't uh, stopped too much trouble with the Lakers. It's going to end up being, what, Cassidy in USA for the third time? Yes, indeed, it's on neutral court. That'll be an interesting one, John. Hey, it's 28-25 as Marcy Vincent, one of the great girls. Messing brings the ball down the court, man-to-man, -man, knocked away. Oh, almost stolen by Sandusky. Rossi from the outside, and with a three-pointer. Nathan Rossi, a pet shot, and he drills the outside three. Quickly, Sandusky down inside, it comes to Tank. Turn around, jump shot, it goes up. No good. Rebound, off to Rossi. Messing. Running down the court, turns. Rossi with the shuffle move, stops, finds Palmer. He drives baseline, he goes up, and he lays it in. Ryan Palmer is deadly with that baseline drive. Lays it off the glass. We have a quick timeout, a full timeout by the Sandusky Redskins, and we'll be back after these messages. Studies have shown that high school... Uh, Mr. Marshall knows you just can't let Deckerville get a 10-pointer, 12-point lead here, and he's called, I think, a wise timeout. An excellent call by Jim Marshall. Trying to settle his boys down. They have the basketball here. They want to get a basket. Maybe they set up a play, trying to see if they can free up Meyer. Quickly, three-point shot from Meyer's out in the corner. It's good. Good job by Sandusky as they started... Meyer in the corner, he drills a three. Oh, quick steal by the Sandusky Redskins. Over the basketball and an error pass from Merriman. Again, Sandusky, oh, looking for that foul inside was Thompson, and there was a turnover by Sandusky. We have a three-point contest, 33-30, Dickerville on top. Best thing, down inside, he finds Binder inside, he misses the shot, put back, rebound by... Merriman is good, 35-30, Deckerville with the lead. Fraley directing the Sandusky offense. He finds Horst over in the corner, down back to Horst again, playing catch with Fraley. Cross-court pass over to Meyer, shot is up, no good. Rebound, knock away, put up by Palmer. Rebounding Giants, Palmer and Merriman inside for the Eagles. Missing on top to Rossi. Rossi looks at the pick from Palmer. 
Back inside, it comes to Melvin. He turns, he goes up with the left hand. Aaron, shot, rebound up to Messing. The binder in the corner, binder. Closely guarded by Meyer. Back on top, it comes to Messing. He drives all the way down in, jumps the ball down to Melvin. Melvin goes up, and he fouls. Foul inside against Sandusky. 5.21 to go. First foul against either team in this uh, quarter. And so for Merriman's at free throw line is uh, second opportunity for the charity strike. That's the first foul of the evening against the Sandusky Redskins, Aaron Thompson. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the first half. Ryan Palmer does not want to see his basketball career end tonight. He's just a determined. Very, very determined. We're going to have two substitutions as Thompson will be coming out. He has a uh, picked up his first foul, and Paul Gutowski with three fouls is back in the lineup along with Corey Parent, who will replace Braley. Second free throw is up with his score, 36, 30. Deckerville on top. Ball is being, the official will have to, uh, I can't believe the official did call it. That's a five-second violation. What happened was is that Merlin made the free throw and Sebastian refused to take him down the basketball. I don't know what they were thinking. And they got a five-second violation. It's a turnover. Ball goes over to the Deckerville Eagles. That is a mental mistake by Sandusky. It's something they didn't need trailing by six. Not at this time. Ball comes into Rasky. Rasky looks inside for Merriman. Makes the pass over to Palmer. Palmer drives inside. Gets a fake. Shoots it up. No good. Rasky with the rebound. Rasky goes up. Knock away. Right now, they're having their way inside, Bob. It's rebounding second, third opportunities, and Sandusky has got to put a body on somebody to hold them off. They're putting their football strength, you might say, just standing, like standing guys there, and uh, just uh, denying Sandusky everything. Second foul against the Redskins in the second half, and it's the third foul against the uh, Redskins, then Tank. So we got Tank and Gatowski with three, and the horse with two. Rosky at the line. First free throw is up. It is good. Nathan Rosky. Senior forward. 5'11 senior. And we're going to have a substitution as Ben Tank takes up his third foul. And quickly in the lineup goes Nathan Lee. He'll be seeing his first action for the Redskins. Second free throw is up. It is good. 38-30. An eight-point lead. The largest lead of the game for the Deckerville Eagles. Playing the point guard right now for Sandusky is Corey Parent. Cross the pass, knocked away by Palmer. Palmer pulls up, cross it and move nice, move inside, and contact as Palmer is just relentless in going to the basket. And we're gonna uh, take a 30 second timeout while they go for the foul shot. Take a break from the doldrums of winter and dine Side shot is up, it's no good by Rossi. Rebound to Gutowski, behind Horse. Horse with the basketball. Almost knocked away by Rossi. On the corner, it comes to me. Back on top to Corey Parent. Corey Parent 
Down inside to Gatowski. He turns. Free throw jump shot. is up it. No good. And they're going to call it. They're going to call it. Ryan Palmer. The official says, oh, yes, you are great, Sheldon. You're Lee Sheldon. That's Palmer's third foul. Yes, it is. Palmer's third foul. Only the first one against Deckerville in the uh, second half. Deckerville was quite free with their fouls in the first half, but they really, uh, in the second half, uh, toned it down. Inbound pass from Hook. He looks all the way down deep. Almost picked off by Messing. Over to Meyer. Back on top to Corey Perrin. He drives inside. Stops up Meyer. Meyer lifts. Decides not to shoot the shot. Drives baseline, pulls up jump shot. It's up, it is. Yeah, Just like that. We have a four-point lead. Roski. The inbound pass over to Nessing. Back it comes to Roski. Roski facing full-court pressure by the Sandusky Redskins. Finds it from the outside shot. It's up, it's no good. And it is a lot of bounds. And it'll be Sandusky basketball, standing by four. We'll see if Bill Thayer calls for timeout for a second to slow down Sandusky. Corey Perrin, now it's the point guard position for this industrial Redskins. He'll face a 2-3 Deckerville zone. Horse, back on top, it comes to Perrin. He finds Meyer, penetrates, horse, fakes. One dribble back to Perrin, the outside shot is up, it is no good. Rebound, off to Merriman. Merriman! Almost knocked away by a horse. Down to Messing. Knocked out of bounds on a great defensive hustle play by John Horse. It'll belong to Deckerville. We have 259 action hot and heavy in the third quarter, Bob. John Horst almost is a bleacher uh, right there, getting ready in the bleachers. Deckerville now facing a 2-3 zone by the Sandusky Redskins. Messing with the basketball. Finds Binder over to Rosk in the corner. Looks inside, gives a fake, back on top, it comes to Binder. Deckerville being very, very patient. Baseline pass into Palmer, and uh, they're going to say some contact inside. Could be Katowski, could be number four. I know, he's looking at, uh, wondering who the guilty figure is going to be pointed at. We'll see, and uh, Jim Marshall talking to a couple of his players. It's fourth foul against Sandusky. It is the first one against the uh, Sandusky Redskins uh, Nate Lee, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very close. I thought Gatowski was, was insinuating it was on him as he had his hands on his hips. First free throw by Palmer's up, and the second one is also good. We have a buzzer here, and we're going to forget that and just keep play here. 235, 40, 34. Deckerville lead. Knock away as Palmer knocks the ball away, picked up by Binder. He finds Messing with the basketball. Kurt Messing. Down inside to Merriman. Oh, so almost a travel on the part of Merriman. Ball goes inside to Merriman. He goes up with it, and he scores. I don't know how he took that shot off. He doesn't jump. He just reaches up with that big, long fire, and he scores. 42-38. Deckerville lead. Two minutes left in the third quarter play. Horst drives. Shoots the 10 quarter shots up off the glass. No good. Gets his own rebound. He goes up, and he wins it in. Good hustle play by John Horst. 42-36. Messing, down in the corner comes Sarasky. He fakes the, the outside shot. Into Messing, back to Merriman. Merriman, oh, and he's going to toss that travel. Good call. Pick up the foot. Hey, Deckerville is five for six in the charity strike, but uh, that's almost the difference in the game right now, uh, John. Minute 42 to go. Deckerville up by six. 
quick substitutions on the part of both teams as Deckerville brings in Tannum point guards Noble and Gary Messing. And in the lineup for the conducted Redskins, we have Fraley and Keith Eric for the conducted Redskins. Both of those gentlemen are good outside shooters. Ball comes inside to Kodowski. He finds Eric. Outside shot is up. It's good. He's and he drills a three. 42-39. We have 1.24 left in the fifth quarter play. Noble. He finds Rossi. Back over to Messing. Crossword pass to Rossi. Three-point shot is up. It is no good. Tip away. Controlled by Sandusky. And it's on a foul. A foul on Rossi. It's only the second team foul against Jacksonville here in the third quarter. And only the second foul on Rossi. So he's in no immediate foul danger. 108 left in the third quarter of play. Sandusky with the basketball. Trailing 42 to 39. Coach Marshall is saying let's, uh, let's get some action going here. Under a minute now. Myers with the basketball. Crossbow pass to Kutowski. Free throw quickly and scored. Kutowski. Makes it a one-point contest. 45 seconds and counting. Third quarter of play. Deckerville with the ball and with a one-point lead. Down the corner comes to Merriman. Three-point shot is no good. Rebound back side to Rossi. Rossi steps through. Goes up with it. And he scores. What an inside move by Nathan Rossi. 34-31. Deckerville on top by three. And there's going to be a turnover. A... Backcourt violation, powerful violation by Sandusky, allowing Deckerville another chance to do it on that three-point lead. Well, I'll tell you, this uh, quarter has been in spurts. Uh, Sandusky had a spurt, and now it looks like Deckerville's going to close out the uh, quarter on a good note. Fifteen seconds left in the third quarter play. Noble and Messing, Gary Messing playing catch, down to seven seconds. Messing with the basketball. He's going to find Noble. They might not get a shot off here. And they're going to find a traveling violation against the Deckerville Eagles. It most teams like to look at some time between seven and, and eight seconds to get that movement going for a shot. That time was down to three, and uh, they had no opportunity for a shot. Quick turnover. Two seconds to go. It'll be Sandusky basketball. One last chance to get a shot off. Comes over to Slaby. Slaby from the outside. Tops up. It is not good, but pretty close to... Uh, uh, Three-point shot, 34-41, as we begin the fourth quarter play. We'll be back after these messages. George, Cheryl, Rob, and... ...sounding the basketball. On top it comes Zorowski. Noble from three-point land shot is up. It's no good. Backside rebound not to worry, but picked up by Brady for the Sandusky Redskins. Sandusky trading by three. They find Horst. Takes the three. They're going to wait and set up an offense here again. They're facing zone defense by the Deckerville Eagles. Two threes. Ball comes on top to Meyer. He looks inside. Nothing doing. Back on top to Horst. Cross-court pass. Oh, almost picked off Meyer. Thinks about the three. Goes inside to Katowski. Turn around. Crazy. Little jab fake. Goes nowhere with it. Takes the ball back out. Sets up the offense again. Horst. A very patient Sandusky team right now. And it's Deckerville. Meyer from the corner, outside shot is up, it is no good, rebound, off to Gary Messing, 
He finds Rossi with it. Rossi picks it up. Looks down in the corner, finds Palmer. Palmer drives, stops, shoots, and oh, he gets the score. Shooters were that time, 46-41. First blood drawn by the Deckerville Eagles as they lead by five as we begin the fourth quarter of play. Fraley over to Force. Back on top, it comes to Fraley. Passing this ball, trying to force this defense to move. Fraley looks inside to Gutowski. Back over to Meyer. He drives baseline. He stops. He shoots. No curve. Tip controlled by Meyer. He goes up again. And he gets the win. Brent Meyer with the putback on his shot, making it a three-point contest. 46-43. Jackerville. Palmer with the ball in the corner. Cross-court pass over to Rossi. Rossi fakes it. Decides to hold up as he finds Palmer in the corner. Palmer drives. Steps back up and in, and oh my goodness, a double pump by Palmer off the glass and in, and Ryan Palmer continues his steady play in tournament basketball. As Horst Gretchen, that's Fraley, goes down the middle against the zone, penetrates the zone, and he draws some contact. And that's 21 points for Ryan Palmer right now. Really the fourth foul against the uh, Deckerville Eagles. 48-43, a five-point lead for the Eagles. Second foul against the uh, Eagles, Gary Messing. And Gary is going to be replaced as his brother Kirk comes in the lineup along with Binder. And Rossi and Gary Messing will take a seat. Brent Meyer. And the, 20 with the inbound pass. Fraley with the basketball. He's looking for Meyer. Again, a 2-3 zone employed by the Jacksonville Eagles. Outside shadows, no good. That time it was Paul Gutowski looking for the three. Quickly with the rebound and bringing the ball down the court is Palmer. Brings it back on top to Noble. Noble cross-court pass to Binder. Down in the corner comes to Palmer. Outside jump shot by Palmer is up. It's no good. Backside rebound. Big rebound by Ben Tank. Quickly he spots Meyer in the fast break. Meyer goes down the free throw line. He shoots. He goes up. Tip controlled. Oh, almost tipped in by Meyer. His uh, rebound was almost controlled by Paul Gutowski. Then knocked out of his hands by Meyer for an almost miraculous shot. Conducting with the basketball. Correction, Decker with the basketball. On top it comes a noble floating by Hurt. Hurt, going all the way down. He makes it up. And he scores. Good steal by John Hurt. And we again have a three-point contest. Hurt passing that time by Deckerville. And there's a shot again. Pass. A bad pass. All across the Thumb and Blue Water area, Kohler Oil Company is on the go with complete propane service. Kohler Oil Company with free tank installation and free safety inspection. For information or delivery to your farm or home, just call toll-free 1-800-572-2191. For propane and all your other petroleum needs, it's Kohler Oil of Brown City. They go everywhere. Everyone at Bank One in Sandusky and Marlette would like to wish the teams participating in tonight's ball game the best of luck. They would like to salute the coaches and fans for their fine display of sportsmanship. Bank One is happy to support the local athletes in action. For your banking needs, it's Bank One. 
Visit the full-service office in West Park Sandusky or the downtown Loan Center. In Marlette, Bank One is located downtown and on N53 to North City Limits. Member FDIC. Savings team has been at Schneebergers in Cassidy. You never cuss when you deal with Bud and Russ and Kim and Al. They've got furniture, carpeting, TVs, appliances, well, you name it. And because of their volume buying, they're able to pass the savings on to you. It's really a city block of selection and savings in downtown Cassidy. Schneebergers of Cassidy, where you can set up the financing inside the store. Come on in first thing tomorrow and save at Schneebergers of Cassidy. Best wishes to the area high school teams in sports action from everyone at Albright Sand and Gravel of Sandusky. Right now, during the cold weather season, is the time to plan that driveway or parking lot project. For information, just call Albright's at 810-672-9272. Then when spring arrives, they'll be ready to do the job. 
Albright's also handle crushed gravel, fill sand, topsoil, and much more. Albright's Sand and Gravel, serving the Thumb and Blue Water area since 1954. Roach on Ryan Palmer at eight points in this quarter, a total of 25. He's been a one-man record quickly here in the second half. Without saying a word, comes to the other end of the court. 
Rocky with three, Deckerville with four. Down in is Horst, he shoots the outside shot, rebound off to Rocky. And it's gonna be, <laughs> I think the official judge might have been a foul called. He does not call the foul, but the ball did go off at the hands of a Deckerville Eagle, and they're gonna say that it was last touched by Sandusky. Down to a minute and 20, it's 56-49. Deckerville up by seven here. And again, the Eagles are given the Redskins one shot shot. Chad Kurt and Ben Tank back in the lineup. These are defensive substitutions. Inbound pass comes over to Binder. Binder with a basketball. And they're going to say that he was fouled. Now, they have two pedestrian players that can call that on. I think it could be John Horst, though. Uh, Let's take a 30-second time. I'll be right back. At the Deckerville Do It Best Building Center, we've got you covered both inside and out. Hi, this is Paul Nutzman and we're also your do-it-best paint center. We can custom mix over 1,000 beautiful do-it-best colors of paint for both interior and exterior. Plus, you'll find all the items you need for a great-looking finish. So for your next painting project, save time, save money, and enjoy the look of do-it-best paint and accessories from the Deckerville Do-It-Best Building Center. I love saving money and time at my do-it-best store. Binder misses the free throw, rebound off to Meyer, he finds Horst, Horst goes in, cross-court pass over to Fred, and Fred goes up with it, he shoots, real quick, big rebound inside, and this is going to be a foul against Richard Merriman, and there's some contact inside there, as uh, I'm not sure, but I think that Fred took an elbow to the head, seems to be okay, maybe a little bit dazed, probably more hurt than dazed, I mean, right, right about now, you... You kind of wonder if your season's coming to an end, possibly your career, if you're a senior. And uh, Whaley has helped up and uh, seems to be okay. And going to the line where he'll be shooting one and one will be Richard Merriman. His team on top by seven, 56-49. We have a minute six left in the contest. That's the fourth foul on John Horse. Eight against the Redskins. Merriman with a chance to make it a eight-point game, and he does. 57-49, Deckerville. In their attempt to get to the finals of the Class B district here in Deckerville. Shot is up, it's no good. Rebound off the horse. Horse races down the court. Stops, three-point shot is up. It is no good air ball. Picked up by Parrott. Stopping the clock with a chance to cut into this nine-point lead. 
Let's pause 30 seconds. Be right back. At Deckerville Auto Parts, we keep America it's almost planting season and time to get your farm equipment field ready. Your local Napa and Auto Parts store, Deckerville Auto Parts, is ready to help with special savings on the complete line of farm filters. They've got oil, air, and fuel filters for John Deere, Deutz Ellis, Ford, Massey Ferguson, Case IH, whatever you're operating. Get your equipment ready for spring with the farm filter sale going on now through March 31st at Deckerville Auto Parts and take advantage of savings up to 40%. Everyone at Bank One in Sandusky and Marlette would like to wish the teams participating in tonight's ball game the best of luck. They would like to salute the coaches and fans for their fine display of sportsmanship. Bank One is happy to support the local athletes in action. For your banking needs, it's Bank One. Visit the full-service office in West Park Sandusky or the Downtown Loan Center. In Marlette, Bank One is located downtown and on M53 to North City Limits. Member FDIC. At Tracy's Old Castle Muffler Shop in Marlette, Dan and the staff work each and every day to make driving safe and worry-free for their customers. Tracy's Old Castle offers more than just quality mufflers. See them for tires, shocks, and brakes to ensure safe, smooth traveling. Make sure your vehicle gets expert service from certified mechanics with your family's safety in mind. Go to Tracy's Old Castle in Marlette. Everyone at Tracy's Old Castle wishes area teams great success in this year's tournament. Now it's a two-possession game. He makes this, it's a three-possession game. 
that would definitely be Curtis. Free throw by Binder. Stockton, he shoots it, it rolls around, it is good. 62, 55, quickly the ball comes over to Meyer. Meyer, three-point specialist for the Kentucky Redskins. He stops, he shoots. Oh, he almost hits it. He gets his own rebound, however. Not too way. And this is a foul. For 15 seconds, they're going to call a foul on Merriman. Um, Meyer did a nice job of following his shot. They tell you to do that many times. People just sit back and watch it. He didn't. Quickly, he ran for the rebound. And uh, he'll stop the clock with a chance to make two. Brian, or Brent Meyer, the senior, has a total of two, four, five, eight points, 26 points in this game, uh, uh, playing uh, what possibly is his last game as senior. Now there's some talking here. Well, they think it's, it's uh, a shooting foul, and it's not. It's only the 16th foul against Deckerville. So Sandestrum has to end down the basketball. Ball is tipped and knocked into the crowd by Palmer. That's cost one second. It's down to 15 seconds. Somebody wanted to get a souvenir basketball. You know, he promised them. Yeah. They have substitution as Jatowski comes in the lineup. And he'll replace Harris. Bailey with the basketball. Bailey, let's go from three-point land. Shot is up. It's no good. Rebound over to Palmer. Palmer, two giving. Stop. And he's going to be fouled. And, uh... With seven seconts to go, Paul Gutowski, in an attempt to stop the clock, commits his fifth foul, I believe, Bob. Yes, it is Paul's fifth foul. And we'll take a quick 30-second timeout. Do you value life? Life insurance, that is. When you buy your life insurance through auto owners from Kelly & Company in Marlette, they'll save you money. Seven seconds to go here. 62-55 at the free throw line. Ryan Palmer with a banner night. 26 points, and he's been great for the charity strike. First three throws up, and he carries it. 63-55, Deckerville. Seven seconds to go. And it looks like uh, Coach Marshall's going to be getting some of his players in. Possibly their last time in their career. Palmer, eight for nine for the charity strike. Free throw is up. It's no good control. Over to Binder, knocked away. And I'm going to say it was last touched by the... Sandusky Redskins is going to be awarded to Deckerville. We have four seconds. I think that we can rest assured that it's going to be very, very tough for Sandusky to come back from this eight-point deficit. Ball comes into Binder. Binder has a ball knocked away. It's picked off by Myers. Got his up to the buzzer in the game. Final score, Deckerville 63, Sandusky 55. We'll be back with our final statistics after these messages. Do you believe in luck and rely on it for good things to happen? Trouble is, you just can't count on luck when you need it. You can count on a high-quality education from Davenport University for the edge you need. Davenport offers associates, bachelor's, and master's degrees in some of the highest-paying job fields like accounting, management, nursing, medical insurance billing, and computer information systems. By 2005, these jobs are expected to grow up to an amazing 120% in your hometown. Get ready. Opportunity is right around the corner, and Davenport makes it convenient. Many classes meet just once a week, or you can get your entire degree online. We can even help you maximize your transfer credits. Now that we're Davenport University, we're 22 campuses strong, including five in the Tri-City and Thumb area. Call us at 1-800-499-6150. That's 1-800-499-6150. Davenport University. 
Luck's great, but to make things happen, get the edge. Spring classes begin April 30th. At Long's Tri-County Homes in Marlette, they've got a winning lineup of rebates and giveaways this month. All American homes purchased in March qualify for cash rebates up to $1,500. Buyers of Fortune Homes will receive a free fireplace in their new home. And all lot model homes purchased this month will come with $500 in free furniture. For the best savings lineup around, come to Long's Tri-County Homes on M53 just south of Marlette or check out their website at www.longstriconyhomes.com. The Long's Homes team wishes our area teams the best in the playoffs. The New Holland Boomer Compact Tractor is the ultimate power tool. TNT Equipment of Sandusky invites you in to run your hand over Boomer's sleek slope to it. Sit down and adjust the seat and steering wheel and take Boomer through unbelievably tight turns with the optional super steer front axle. But Boomer doesn't just look good, it works good too. Designed from the ground up for high performance, maneuverability, power and efficiency built right in. Stop into TNT Equipment of Sandusky and check out the ultimate power tool, the Boomer Compact Tractor. Stop in and see the Boomer during TNT's open house this Tuesday, March 13th from 8 until 4 p.m. Best wishes to the area high school teams in sports action from everyone at Albright Sand and Gravel of Sandusky. Right now, during the cold weather season, is the time to plan that driveway or parking lot project. For information, just call Albright's at 810-672-9272. Then when spring arrives, they'll be ready to do the job. Albright's also handle crushed gravel, fill sand, topsoil, and much more. Albright's Sand and Gravel, serving the Thumb and Blue Water area since 1954. Well, John, when you get the four players in double figures and they score all but three of your uh, points, you got a pretty good night, I'll tell you, from your start. Uh, I think that Deckerville right now is probably playing as well as they have throughout the season. And you, like you said, Bob, if you get four players in double figures, that, that's incredible. Uh, coaches love to have three players in double figures, but when you have four, that, that shows you that you're getting uh, players hitting an off zone, that your offense is working, you know, and uh, Deckerville right now is playing very, very well. Well, their defense was magnificent. How many times tonight Sandusky was just given one chance? I'll tell you, that had to be a difference right there. Well, you have to look at Deckerville as having a major advantage in this tournament. They're playing at home. They also have the fact that they've got two seniors in both Roski and Merriman that uh, seem to be leading them, quietly leading them. And uh, it's going to be a, a very, very interesting championship, whomever they play, whether it be Marlette or Brown City. Look at Ryan Palmer. Can we say, <laughs> wow. He had 27 points, and I think he's 8 for 10 from the charity stripe. He did everything a coach wants a player to do. And if you take a look at last Monday night's stats, they're almost identical. I believe he was 8 for 9 from the foul line there. He had 28 points. So he's had 56 points in just two games. Well, we had 13 from Nathan Rossi, 12 from Richard Merriman, and 10 from Eugene Binder, capped off by a very key three-pointer from Noble there. Sort of broke the back of a Sandusky run there. And uh, I'll tell you, 63 points for Deckerville. For the Sandusky Redskins, well, Jim Marshall got three players in double figure, and uh, Brent Meyer caps off his career in fine fashion. 26 points. Uh. Well, he, he has... Interest is deductible and may lower your tax bill. But most of all, Marlette Chrysler and RV wants you to be happy and enjoy the great outdoors. Whether it's a weekend at the campgrounds, a long-distance vacation, whatever the reason. Plus, there's an expert parts and service department, too. So visit Marlette Chrysler and RV, located one mile south of town, on top of the hill. Hey, what a 
storybook, uh, not so much a storybook, what a great uh, climax to uh, the sports careers of some of these Deckerville seniors. They uh, play in a championship game uh, football-wise. They're going to be in a district championship game on their home court Saturday. Tremendous memories that could be capped off with possibly a championship, you're right, in basketball. Hey, we got a barn burner coming up tomorrow. The Browns to the Green Devils uh, go against the Marlette Red Raiders, and probably Mr. Reed is... Uh, doing his homework right now, saying, what can I do against my old buddy, Mr. Burton? That's going to be quite a class. Should be an interesting contest. Hey, John Presnell, we thank you very much uh, for uh, the fine play-by-play work. We'll join you again tomorrow from the Deckerville Tournament Center. The final score here, 55 for the Redskins, 63 for the Deckerville Eagles. For the couple of close ball games earlier in the season, and I think it's going to be no holds barred tonight. Uh, both teams want to move on. The seniors at both clubs don't want to finish out their career. So I expect a great ball game tonight. number of people are concerned. They say when you play a team, a team three times that really and truly you're at a disadvantage. I've never been a, a believer in that philosophy. I think if you beat a team twice, you can beat them a third time. And it's all about matchups, and it's all about you know, preparation. Uh, I know that I spoke with Coach Seidel before the game. And he was here scouting Deckerville as they played uh, this past week and made it to the finals here. And, and he's concerned about some of the problems that Deckerville will present for Brown City, but he is prepared for those. Yeah, I think any time, you know, you, you do play someone three times, uh, Brown City's got to have it in their mind that they can beat them. They have twice. It has to be in the back of Deckerville's mind that, in fact, they have been beaten twice. I, I agree. Um, the advantage for Deckerville tonight I think, obviously, is it's in their own gym. They practice here. They're comfortable here. Uh, their routine was very similar to what it normally was. They didn't have to climb on a bus and so on. But it's all about performance. Who's got the hot hand? Uh, what kids play well? Uh, how many turnovers you get? Free throws at the end of the game. It's the same no matter where you're playing or who's playing it. Uh, what we have noticed in the last couple of games is a number of players for Deckerville have stepped it up. Ryan Palmer is averaging over 25 points a game in the last tournament games he's on a roll he's on a real tear and of course uh merriman if he comes to play he can play with anybody so deckerville has great strength inside and brown city likewise has some strength inside they've got campbell that played exceptionally well wednesday evening and then of course you always have baysdale and he's always a force to reckon with well you spoke about ryan palmer and probably in the last five games he's probably been the best basketball player in the greater thumb east conference and he can dominate at times. And I think, as we spoke about the other night here, uh, Ryan Palmer, you almost plan on him putting up some big numbers. Eric Craig, you almost plan on. It's going to be important for the rest of those kids. The Joe Baysdale, who's capable of putting up 20-plus points a night, and Richard Merriman is capable of that. So I think you take your, your lumps with the, the heavy hitters, the, the high scores for each team, and then you hope you contain everybody else and uh, take care of business in that way. Well, we're going to be back. We're going to talk about other district championships and matchups and pairings that will take place. And a uh, five-foot, ten-inch senior, Kurt Messing. At another guard, a five-foot, eleven-inch junior, Eugene Binder. At a forward, six-foot, two-inch junior, Ryan Palmer. A senior, six-foot-inch Nathan Roski, and the man in the middle, six-foot, three-inch senior, Richard Merriman. For the Green Devils of Brown City, at guard, a five-ten senior, Eric Craig. At the other guard, a 5'8 senior, Jason Bartle. At a forward, 6'4 inch senior, Joe Baysdale. 
six foot two inch junior Brian Campbell, and in the middle, six foot two inch senior Adam Zapp. And we'll be back after these messages for the opening tip. Well, Doug, we're all set for tip-off, and uh, it'll be Joe Basil, and he'll be jumping center against Ryan Palmer. Baysdale, of course, the 6'4", senior from Brown City, and Palmer, the 6'2", junior from Deckerville. Opening tip is won by the Brown City Green Devils. Deckerville starts out man-to-man defense. Ball comes over to Campbell, down the corner to Baysdale. He looks inside, back out top, it comes to Campbell. Campbell being guarded by Roski. Back on top to Brown City point guard Bartle. Outside shot by Basil's up. It's no good, but he gets his own rebound, a little slip. However, there's no violation. Craig from the outside, the shot is on the way, and rebound off to Deckerville's Roski. As uh, two shots that time by the Brown City Green Devils, both of them a little bit short. We're going to have a couple minutes here. Both teams trying to feel out what's happening. Brown City's in a 2-3 zone. I don't know that they'll stay in it real long, but they want Deckerville to be thinking about it. Good. Rebound by uh, Deckerville that time. It was Palmer, but however, it was ripped out of his hands by Bartles. Lightning quick, Jason Bartles, senior guard. Over to Zapp, goes down and in, and he lays it up, and he scores. And Adam Zapp had a big game in the semifinals, and I'm sure the coaches are looking for that again. Palmer with the basketball. And he's down, and I'm not sure. They're going to call a foul on that. Yeah, I think it's going to be on Adam Zapp with a reach. That's, that's who it is, Adam Zapp. That's his first. That's not a foul Brown City's looking for. He's really the only real wide body Brown City has to uh, defend Merriman. Ball comes into Rossi. Back on top, it comes to Messing. Merriman from the corner, and he shoots a three. And I want to tell you, it's important for Deckerville for Merriman to stay out of foul trouble like Basil for Brown City. And if they can both do that, it should be a very interesting contest. Brown City with a basketball. Again, still faced by a man-to-man defense. that comes into Basil. He turns, he shoots. Backside rebound. Knock away. Picked up by Basil. Up again. No good. Merriman with the ball. And uh, quickly, Brown City retreats on defense. Messing over to Binder, down the corner to Palmer. Back on top again versus this 2-3 zone. Rossi from three-point land shot is on the way. No good. Cleaning the glass, of course, is Baysdale. So far, it looks like Brown City is being very, very patient. Just walking the ball down the court. Oh, big shot from the outside. Eric Craig, does we know how important he is for Brown City. That's a very important shot for Brown City and for Eric Craig. He's a straight shooter, so that's a good start for him. Inside shot by Palmer, gets his own rebound, puts it back up and in. We have a 5-4, Deckerville lead, and uh, you don't want Palmer to get going early. No, and, and neither team wants very many second shots, and that's something they're both going to have to take, keep an eye on. Ball on top is Campbell, down inside to Zapp, down in the corner to Baysdale. Again, man-to-man being employed by the Deckerville Eagles. Campbell with the basketball, turns on top, and there's going to be a little push inside against, I believe it's going to be against Nathan Roski. Yeah, that's on Nathan Roski. That's his first team first. A couple of veteran officials here tonight, so I don't think that should be much of a factor in the ball game either. Uh, Tom Wrightis and uh, Julie Gettle, I believe, are the officials, and you're right, they're both very, very experienced, and they'll uh, maintain control of the, the game. Inside on the inbounds, it comes to Basil. Back on top to Craig. Craig is being guarded by 
Messing, that's Kurt Messing, he's the senior. Bayes with the basketball, you look inside the Zap, he goes up, he lays it in, oh, he misses a shot. Gets his own rebound, however, good hustle by Zap. He finds Craig, the long shot from Craig, it's off the glass and in, and uh, I think he's on a mission. He knows he has to do something offensively to help Brown City. Yeah, he's been very aggressive this, to this point. Return basket by Binder, Eugene Binder. We have a 7-7 ball game. We're at 4:44, first quarter of play. Brown City with the basketball. Down it comes to Craig. Again, being guarded by Kurt Missing. Craig from the outside, he shoots it, no good. Rebound off to Palmer. Palmer with the basketball, it's knocked away by Baysdale. Um, turnover, excuse me, the uh, Deckerville basketball. Looks like the Brown City coaches are gonna change up their defense here. It's like they're, looks like they're matching up man to man. If there is a strength of Brown City, it is the fact they use multiple defenses and you never know when they're going to employ them. Roski with the basketball. Pick and roll. Roski turns, he looks inside, he steps through, goes up with it, shoots and he scores. Roski has that great step through move and he does a lot of pump faking inside. Down it comes to Craig. He finds Campbell on top. Campbell being guarded by Roski. Brown City spreading their offense a little bit, looking inside. Again, a very, very patient Brown City squad. Bartle with the ball over to Craig. He spins, almost loses it. He does lose the basketball. Roski with the steal. Nice double team that time by Deckerville. Roski drives baseline, stops. Back on top, it comes to Kurt Messing, the senior guard. Now directing the Deckerville offense. He finds Binder. Binder down inside to Palmer. Goes inside, he steps through, he goes up with it, it's knocked away, picked off by Freight. Fast break by Brown City. Freight goes down, shoots it and scores. Nice job by Eric Freight. A one on two, Doug. Yeah, right now, Eric Craig, as you mentioned, he's on a mission. He knows he's got to put some points in, and so he's being very aggressive. Excellent move that time by Eric Craig. We have a 9 9 ball game, three minutes and counting in the first quarter of play. Rocky. Finds Palmer in the corner. Palmer takes the ball in, looks for Rossi. He drives in, he steps through, loses the ball. Picked off by Palmer. Stolen. Scramble for it. Picked up by Merriman for Deckerville. Good double team help that time by Brown City. Shot by Merriman is no good. Rebound attempt by Palmer is also no good. It'll be Brown City basketball. So right now they're trying to get Brian Palmer in the post early, and I think that's a great move on Deckerville's part. It'd be curious to see how long they keep Merriman. He's staying out around the three-point line, and they may need him to get in there and get some rebounds and, and be a factor offensively. We'll see how that plays out. Pass inside to Eric Craig for Brown City. Back on top, it comes to Baysdale. Bartle will direct the offense, pick and roll. Looks at a dump inside, knock away. Again, a scramble for the loose ball, picked up by Kurt Messing for Deckerville. Turnover, Brown City. Messing with the basketball. He'll direct the offense. He finds Binder at the wing. Look inside for Merriman. Jump inside to Richard Merriman. He finds Palmer inside, and there's going to be a reach-in foul. Actually, a pretty silly foul on the part of Campbell. Yeah, he got caught not paying attention. Uh, Palmer beat him to the spot, and then he reached in from behind. That's, that's not a foul you want early. We have a 9-9 score. First substitution of the game will be Brown City, and it'll be Wisniewski giving Bartle a breather. 
and if there's an advantage maybe Brown City might have, Doug, is the fact that they do go to their, their, their bench and they go very deeply into the bench. We talked about that with Coach Seidel, and that's one of the things he said. They want to stay with what they've got going because they do hope to wear them down by the end of the ballgame. Cross-court pass from Rossio to Binder. He lets go from three-point land. Got his up. It's no good. Big rebound by Baysdale. He finds Craig. Craig. Little stutter move. Again, being guarded by Kurt Messing. Back on top, it comes to Campbell. He finds Baysdale. Baseline. Good move inside by Baysdale. He lays it up. No good. Gets his own rebound. Again, the, oh, he had two attempts that time. Both went awry. Rossio with the basketball for Deckerville. On top, it comes to Messing. Cross-court to Binder. Binder, also very important for Deckerville. He has to supply them with some outside scoring. Inside, it goes to Palmer. He stops. He muscles his way up. It's no good. Rebound inside. Binder with a rebound for Deckerville. Down the corner, it comes to Palmer. Back on top to Binder. Messing finds Rocky at the elbow. Three-point shot. That shot is no good. Binder with the rebound. He puts it up and in. Way too hard. Rebound. Controlled by Eric Craig. Eric is maybe the most demonstrative I've ever seen him play. He's yes. just a man out there tonight. He, he is ready to play, and Brown City needs that. Beza with the basketball. Seems like there's a little bit of emotion right now. Both uh, teams seem to be huffing and puffing, and that's usually adrenaline at this early stage of the game. I think both teams want to take each other's punch right now, so to speak, and then get down to play basketball once the jitters go away. Wisnuch with the basketball. Started by Binder, back on top, it comes to Campbell. We're at 26 seconds. Brown City is is very, very good at taking that last shot. Using the clock and uh, taking the shot when they feel, usually somewhere around 10 or under. With Nucci, now at 11 seconds, looks inside. He finds Zapp, he goes in, he fakes, is knocked away by Merriman. <laughs> and stretch uh, yourself a little bit on that one, Doug. Yeah, but East Brown City still has six seconds here. They can still get a good look. Coach Burton's bringing in a couple of outside shooters, see if they can get a quality shot, and also trying to give Eric Craig a few extra seconds of a breather here. Yeah, we have Jay Franklin and uh, Ryan Hoig, Jr. Ryan Hoig also checked in. Hoig with the basketball. Outside shot is up. It is good. Great substitution as Hoig comes in. He drills a three. At the end of the first quarter, we have a score. Brown City 12, Deckerville 9, and we'll be back after these messages. As Deckerville with an inbound pass, and they get a very quick shot by Binder, and he ties the ball game up as he drills the three-pointer. Outside shot by Franklin. Knock away, quick break over to Palmer. Palmer goes up, he shoots it, no good. Rebound off to Baysdale. Quickly down the Court comes Franklin. He finds Wisniewski on top. Brown City going to their bench. They have three new guards in the lineup. Crossover by Wisniewski. Goes down in. He lays it up. It's no good. There's some contact on that. Rebound off to Merriman. Quickly down to Roski. He finds Binder back. He lays it up and in. Excellent fast break that time by the Deckerville Eagles. And they have a 14-12 lead, Doug. Well, you know Deckerville's rolling well. Their leading scorer right now is Eugene Binder. And when, and when you don't hear Palmer or Merriman, that's a, that's a good thing for Deckerville. They've got other people scoring. Shot is up, and it's no good. And they're going to say it was last touch by the Deckerville Eagles. It's great penetration that time as Franklin got an inside pass. Tried a scoop shot. It wouldn't arrive, but it was knocked out of bounds by Deckerville. 
Brown City's had a lot of shots inside early here, and they haven't been able to finish. And so if, if you have a problem, that's a good one because at least you're getting high percentage shots. And you hope that after the jitters wear off, you're going to start making those. Exactly. Now in the lineup for Deckerville, as uh, we have Aaron Noble inserted in the lineup. He guards Craig, and it doesn't matter. Craig with his size advantage shoots the ball over him. Brown City coming with the pressure here. This is something that bothered Deckerville earlier in their previous two in their previous two uh, encounters this year. Long pass by Merriman is saved by Palmer. Gets the ball back to Noble. Brown City now playing man-to-man. -man. Inside pass off the hands, I believe, of uh, Zapp. I didn't see it that way, but the officials uh, conferred and they said yes, last touch by a Brown City Green Devil. What I like about the officiating tonight is there's only been three fouls called, period, and they're letting the kids decide this basketball game, and that's important. Isn't that important? Oh, you're right. I mean, it, it's nice to let the kids decide that. Long inbound pass all the way across the backcourt, uh, the 10-second line, comes right back to Messing. Man-to-man -man again by the Brown City Green Devils inside the Merriman. He turns, he looks, he steps through, and it's Palmer with the rebound, and they're going to call a, uh, a three-second violation. Yeah, I thought they had to be getting close to three seconds there. We talked about Merriman coming inside. They are putting him down in the post now, and that does put pressure on Brown City. Uh, he has to go inside on that one and just try to muscle up and see if he can draw some contact. 14-14, 5-50 left in the first half of play. Campbell with the basketball. Cross-court pass to Craig. He fakes. Again, being guarded by Messing, Kurt Messing. Down to Hogue. Cross-court, it comes to Campbell. He drives. Step through. Fadeaway jump shot is good. Nice move by Campbell. Again, Brown City getting inside with no problem. Oh, there's some contact inside. And a steal by Brown City is Wazuski. With the putback. Cross-court, it comes to Messing. Quickly down the court. Messing with a basketball. Finds Palmer. Stops, he shoots. It is up. It is good. And uh, I'm not sure that uh, Basile didn't help that a little bit as he deadened the ball a little bit by hitting the backboard. 18-16. Brown City with the basketball and with the two-point lead. Down inside, it comes to Basile. It's knocked away. And they're going to say the ball was knocked off of Basile. Good defensive play by Palmer. Yeah, very nice defensive play, and Brown City was looking for a foul there, but the officials have been consistent with that. Full court pressure by Brown City. Oh, almost uh, an errant pass. However, Noble gets the basketball, finds the Merriman down inside. Merriman penetrates, stops, shoots the glass, jumps out, no good. Palmer back side, and there's a foul inside against Palmer, excuse me, against Baysdale. Palmer has definitely put a lot of pressure on Brown City. He's stayed inside. He's been aggressive. He's hit the boards well. Uh, he's been a real big key for Deckerville early. And, you know, he has had a tendency in the tournament thus far to start very, very slowly, and then he just builds it till he's the dynamo the last three quarters. First free throw is up. It is good. Now a one-point deficit for Deckerville with a chance to tie it here. Again, 4.30 left. First half of play. Baysdale's out of the lineup. Zapp replaces him. Second free throw is good. Deckerville now extending their defense. Noble guarding Wisniewski, who's handling the point guard position. 
On top it comes to Craig. Dribbles down in. Again, a very, very patient Brown City team. Into Zap. He turns. Finds Craig from the outside. Shots on the way. It rolls up and it's out. Picked off by Merriman. Merriman over to Noble. He finds Messing. He'll direct the offense. Messing. Picks up his dribble. Almost an errant pass. Picked off by Rossi. He finds Palmer in the corner. Palmer with a crossover move. He's going to drive. They find he stops. Back over to Rossi. Rossi. Penetration move stops. He shoots. Backside rebound off to Merriman. He goes up with him. He scores. Richard Merriman giving Detroitville a 20 to 18 lead. Wisniewski quickly down the court for Brown City. Down inside it comes to Zapp. He's double teamed, knocked away, picked off by Zapp, however. Back on top to Wisniewski. They're definitely trying to go inside and trying to establish some inside game with Zapp. Yeah, they also want to put some pressure on Deckerville's big men. Steal, a big steal by Deckerville. Over to Rossi, he stops, he goes up, he shoots. No good, gets his own rebound. Goes up again and he scores. Deckerville is doing a great job of second and third shots, and that's what's getting them some points. We've got a Brown City timeout as Deckerville leads 22 to 18. And we'll be back after these messages. Best wishes to pass. Eric Craig takes the shot and it's knocked out of bounds. It was a three-pointer that went awry, and it is Deckerville basketball. They're leading 22-18. Knocked away almost a steal as Bartles back in the lineup for Brown City. Down inside it comes to Palmer. He steps around, he steps up and in, and he scores. This is Ryan Palmer at his best, taking the ball inside, head faking, and then muscling the ball up and in. Well, Brown City certainly has not found an answer for him. That falls on Brian Campbell. That's his second team fourth. I would guess we'll see a substitution. And it looks like Joe Baysdale's coming back in the ball game for Brian Campbell. You know, if you're scouting Deckerville and you want to scout Ryan Palmer, you know that he does not want to shoot the outside shot. He takes every attempt at going to the basket. Free throw is up. It is good. Baysdale will be in the lineup. He's going to replace Campbell. Doug, in the earlier two games, did Deckerville ever have a lead? Uh, I'm not sure if they did or not. If it was, it wasn't very often. Brown City put the full court pressure on, and that really bothered Deckerville. Well, right now, we have Deckerville with a seven-point lead. And the longer Deckerville sustains his lead, the more confident they're going to become. Inbound pass over to Franklin. Driving baseline. Nice drive by Basil. Aaron pass is picked off by Craig, and he lays it up and in. Eric Craig, the 5'11 senior, adding to his point total, but more importantly, making the five-point contest with Deckerville in the lead. Noble. Oh, cross-court pass almost picked off by Craig. Down to Messing. He finds Rossi, the basketball. He looks inside, over to Messing, and directs the offense. Rossi with the basketball, he drives, goes up, plays it in, no good, rebound off to Merriman. Merriman, knocked away over to Rossi. Rossi steps through, goes up with it, no good, rebound, let's be some contact inside. I think that's going to be a foul on Nathan Rossi. That will be his second. Well, there's another question, does Coach Thayer keep him in? Nope, he's got a sub in for him right now. Eugene Binder is checked in for Nathan Rossi, and Deckerville's extending their pressure here, a little token full-core pressure. Interesting enough, the thing that, you, that Brown City must be concerned about is the fact that Deckerville is not getting one shot every time. They're getting two and three. 
and their points aren't coming off the first shot. It, they're all coming off the second and third shot. Inside pass down to Craig. He goes up with it. He forces the shot, and somehow, some way, double pumping from 15 feet, it goes down. That tells you things are going your way. He's had a great couple of ball games here. Messing finds Merriman. Down inside, it comes to Palmer. He steps around. He goes up with it. He throws it up and in. They're going to say it's a tie-up. Uh, interesting call because he did get the shot off. And uh, it'll be a Brown City on Alder possession. will take over possession of the basketball. That was an interesting call, an interesting play. Yeah, that was close. One of the interesting things that's happening is they're letting Ryan Palmer get to whatever spot he wants on the floor, and then when he catches the ball, he's already got Brown City back in. Inside pass comes to Zapp. He finds, oh, he finds Bartle all by himself. Bartle on a great deceptive move, and just like that, Brown City has worked their way back into this basketball game, trailing just by one. Coach Burton up, encouraging his players to knock away. Great job that time by Craig. As ball went inside to Palmer, and uh, he was triple teamed, and they knocked it away in a steal by Brown City. Inside pass goes to Bartle, and there's a foul. That's a foul on Ryan Palmer. He's contesting Joe Baysdale's shot, but I think that's key for Brown City. Deckerville's putting pressure on Brown City inside. Joe Baysdale's now into the post, and he's putting some pressure on Deckerville, and I think he, they've got to do that and keep taking the ball. Make Ryan Palmer play at both ends of the floor. Free throw by Bayfield is up. It is no good. We're at 46 seconds left. First half of play. In the lineup comes Gary Messing, a 5'11 sophomore, and he's going to replace Aaron Noble for the Deckerville Eagles. Bayfield's shot is on the way. It is good. We're knotted up. 25-25. Brown City again extending pressure. Curtin messing with the basketball. Down inside, oh, stolen almost uh, a steal by Baysdale of Brown City. But they say he knocked the ball out of bounds. It'll belong to Deckerville. Deckerville with the inbound. Deep pass comes to Merriman. Merriman with the basketball. Not too often you see the two centers out <laughs> playing point guard. The ball was uh, knocked out of bounds. Last touch by Brown City. I think every post player wants to go out there and play, though. Well, I think Adam Zapp knew that Richard Merriman probably wasn't comfortable that far away, so he went out to guard him. That thing over to his brother, Gary. He's being guarded by Franklin. Down it comes to Palmer. Palmer with the basketball. Pounds his way in. He stops, loses it, and uh, throws the ball away. Great double team. I'm going to say right now, every time Palmer touches the ball, there's two people on him immediately. Yeah, Brown City's going to make him kick the ball back out and make somebody else beat them. The scary part for Brown City is Deckerville's had a, a couple of other kids that have scored early here. Into the lineup for Brown City is Hoyt. Franklin with the basketball. Quickly gets away from Binder. We're down to six seconds. They're probably looking for Craig to get the basketball. Franklin has it. He's going to drive the basket. He loses it, and that'll be the end of the first half. Final score after... Two quarters of play, we have Deckerville with 25, Brown City with 25, and uh, we'll be back with our halftime stats after these messages. Back at halftime, it's 25-25. Both Deckerville and Brown City have delivered their first punches. We have to see what's going to happen at, at uh, the beginning of the second half. And uh, here's Doug Muxlow.
with the halftime statistics. For Deckerville, Richard Merriman with five, Nathan Roski four, Eugene Binder seven, and leading the way for Deckerville, Brian Palmer with nine. Deckerville is three of three from the free throw line for 25 points. For Brown City, Jason Wisniewski, two, Brian Campbell, two, Adam Zapp, two, Jason Bartle, two, Jay Franklin, three, Joe Baysdale, one, and leading away for Brown City, Eric Craig with 13. They're one of two from the free throw line, and they also have 25 points. Uh, you made a comment earlier that uh, the officials are going to allow them to play, and I guess that's evident by the free throws that were shot in the first half. What do we have, five total? Five free throws total, and, you know, as I mentioned, I, I think that's the only way to play tournament basketball. Uh, you keep the game under control. The game is under control. They've, they've done a good job with that. The coaches and the players now know what to expect in the second half. Um, and it, it's going to be, it's been an intense first half. It's going to be an intense second half. Uh, Brown City has got to find an answer for Ryan Palmer. Um, he's putting a lot of pressure on them down low. Eugene Binder, Nathan Roski, they've been effective for them tonight. Um, Brown City's got to find an answer for that. Deckerville's got to find an answer for Eric Craig um, and hope that they continue to keep Joe Baysdale in check. He's only got one right now. If he comes out, uh, aggressive and scoring here in the second half that's going to put some added pressure on Deckerville well we'll be back after these messages and we'll be prepared for that second half of play the staff of the teams are back on the court they're getting their warm-ups in and the winner of this contest will be matching up with the winner of the Reese district I believe it'll probably be Carlton coming out of that district there's an outstanding squad uh, they defeated a number of highly ranked teams this year and they'll be playing Tuesday at 6 o'clock at Sandusky. Yeah, and, and again, when you get uh, a school like Carleton, we don't know much about them in this area, so you have a little bit of the unknown. Um, one advantage for the winner out of here is both of these teams have played at Sandusky numerous times, so you hope that that's an advantage for yourself. And I think it probably is. You know, you mentioned the fact that they've played at Sandusky. Sandusky's gymnasium does present some problems. Yeah, it, the background for the kids is a little bit different. That takes a little getting used to. Um, the crowds get a little bigger. There's people in, you know, in, in one end zone. So um, it's a factor. Gymnasiums are a factor. Just like tonight, I think it's an advantage that, that Deckerville's at home. Many coaches believe that it's almost a 10-point advantage by playing at home. I, I, I really believe that myself. But uh, like you said before, the backdrop at Sandusky does present some problems. It's that open atmosphere. You, you, I'm sure, have experienced that. You know, when you went to your different arenas playing collegially, um, it does take some time. Depth perception and the color of the walls and the banners and all those types of things present a major obstacle to a lot of shooters. Well, and you see, too, even when the high school kids will go down and play at the Palace and places like that, uh, any time in college when we were in an open arena, uh, we always made sure we got to the free throw line more and, and, and uh, took some extra shots because the depth perception is a lot different, and it is a factor. Well, we have a minute 19 before the second half begins, and we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The new house with the basketballs to begin the second half of play. Brown City coming out in the 1-3-1 trap. Joe Baysdale at the drop. They're trying to set the tone here early. Nice job. It's really a tough obstacle with Baysdale at the top there. There's going to be a quick foul, and I'm not sure if that's going to be on Baysdale or not, but at six foot four, with his leaping ability as a guard, he's an obstacle. Yeah, he's very active, and they put him at the point at all of their pressure, whether it's half court or, 
or full court. He's very agile. It makes it real tough. That falls on Adam Zapp, his second. At the line will be Kurt Messing, 5'10", senior guard. His first free throw is on the way. It is good. They don't expect a lot of scoring out of Kurt Messing, and every, every little point that he gives them is, is a definite advantage. Deckerville is 4 for 4 at the free throw line at this point. Second free throw is up. It's no good, and it's going to be last touch and knocked out of bound by Baysdale. It'll be Deckerville basketball. Not how Brown City had hoped to start. They wanted to put some pressure on and get a turnover here early. Finder with the basketball. Looks inside. Drives. Knocked away. Quick hands by Brown City. Over to Craig. Craig back to Baysdale. Bad pass inside. Scramble for it. And it's still loose ball on the floor. Everybody's diving for it. Finally corralled by Campbell. Great hustle by both teams. Jump inside to Zap. Spin move. Nice move by Zap. Third with the off shoulder. And gets a banker to go down. Brown City with a one-point lead. 27-26. Full court pressure. Handled easily by Deckerville. Inside it goes to Palmer. He shoots a fadeaway. It's no good. Backside rebound off to Campbell. He finds Craig. Brown City over to Baysdale from outside. He shoots and he scores. And I'm going to tell you, if he gets hot, watch out. Very important for Baysdale to get warms up here. Brown City's back with the full core pressure. Binder down on a quick shot. Maybe not a, a, a great shot for him as they didn't really have the advantage. And the rebound in the temple right now is probably in Brown City's favor. No question. Brown City wants an up-tempo ball game. 30-26. Brown City on top. Campbell with the basketball. Inside it goes to Zap. He finds Basil. He goes up with it and he lays it up and in. And uh, right now, we have a six-point contest. And the Brown City pressure is definitely... And Joe Basil just knocked the ball out here again. We'll see how long Coach Thayer goes without a timeout if the tempo stays. Inside pass. Oh, almost an error pass. Picked off by Binder. He goes down. He lays it up. Offensive foul. And uh, Mr. Coach Thayer, you've got to be concerned. I'm not surprised. Uh, I would not be surprised if he doesn't take a timeout here shortly. Yeah, and there's his timeout right there just as we suspected. Brown City with a six-point lead. And uh, a big run here by Brown City. We're going to be back after these messages. Do you value life? You know, you know, Doug, it's really important for Brown City that, does, that uh, Joe Basil does come to play. And I think like many young people... Uh, he plays on emotion, and when things are going well, he's just outstanding. And right now, he's on a roll. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I think helps him is when Brown City puts the pressure on and he's at the point of that, it gets his juices flowing a little bit. The other thing is, don't think for a second he doesn't have a, a steal and a dunk in the back of his mind either. It'll be Brown City basketball. They're leading 32-26, and... Good move right by uh, right here by Coach Ferris. Now he's going to pick up the tempo. He yeah. that press. Oftentimes don't like to be pressed. That's exactly correct. We saw the other night Brown City struggled with it a little bit. Inbound pass that comes to Campbell. Being guarded by Roski. Picks up his dribble. Over to Bartle. Bartle with the basketball. Quickly across the timeline. Where he'll direct the Brown City offense. Zap with the basketball. Merriman closely guarding him. Top it comes to Campbell, and, and uh, Brown City's been very, very patient. And they're going to say that ball was last touched by by Brown City, and uh, turnover Brown City. 
Inbound pass to Merriman. Merriman back to Messing. He's trapped. He breaks the trap. Little contact there, and he's knocked down. That's a costly foul right there, Doug. That's a real costly foul. That's going to be on Brian Campbell, which is his third. We'll see what Coach Burton does here with him. Looks like he's going to put a sub in for him in Brown City Press, and he doesn't want him to pick another one up. Jay Franklin into the lineup for Brown City. Now, when Jay comes in the lineup, they give away a few inches, but uh, he should be able to match it with Brian because they're about the same size. Well, and he brings a little more offense. Brian Campbell been playing more on the outside for Brown City. This brings a shooter in on the outside for Brown City. Amazing how a timeout can sometimes stem uh, the emotion and, and the run that a team might have. And uh, we'll have to see if Decker can capitalize now by giving a few points. Brown City still in the 1-3-1 trap. Ball comes over to Roski. Roski being guarded by Bartle. Down in the corner comes to Palmer. Steps in, looks back to Roski. Three-point shots on the way. No good, but the rebound over to Palmer. Knocked away. He gets it up. He goes up again. They're going to say a tie-up inside by Bartle. And good job. Excuse me, that wasn't Bartle. That was Baysdale. Coach Thayer wanted to follow there, but the officials have been consistent. They're not going to call those little hand uh, calls in the paint. Bartle with the inbound pass for Brown City. He'll break the press by himself. Lightning quick guard goes down in. He stops. He finds backside. And uh, scoring that time was zapped for Brown City. And right now, Brown City has a 34-26 lead. Is Jacksonville is finding it very, very difficult. Earlier, they had easy opportunities inside. Now they're not getting them. And now we're going to cause some contact inside as Merriman goes up for a power layup. And he's hammered. I think that falls on Eric Craig. Not a bad foul. It's only his first foul, and he's going to make Richard Merriman score from the free throw line. They're not going to give any easy puppies. The interesting thing that this defense has done for Brown City is it's forced Richard or Ryan Palmer out of the paint, and that's been a key uh, the whole first half. And right now, Ryan Palmer's not, one not touching the ball as much, and two when he is, it's 15, 16 feet away from the basket. Yeah, they forced the offense to be uh, almost to the midcourt line where they're initiating it, and, and that's very, very difficult. And like you said, this, the entire first half. Palmer was in the paint, and uh, he was getting numerous opportunities. Richard Merriman, a 6'3 senior, is at the foul line. His team is down by eight. Three throws on the way. It is good. Rolls around, falls in. We have five minutes left in the third quarter. Brown City's been in a major league run right now, and Merriman sends that run a little bit. Now a six-point contest, 34-28. We're at 4.59 of the third quarter. Brown City with the basketball. Pass down to Bartle at the wing. Looking for Eric Craig. Bartle drives. Deal with the ball over to Baysdale. Baysdale then inside to Zap. Zap, turn around, jump hook, no good. Rebound tip, controlled by Franklin for Brown City. Back on top to Bartle. In the first half, it was Deckerville with all the second opportunities at the offensive end. Right now, it seems to be Brown City's opportunity. Break with the drive. He goes down in. Jump hook. No good. And they're going to say the ball was last touched by Merriman and knocked out of bounds. Another thing that's happening, too, when Brown City is getting those second chances, they're kicking the ball back out. They're starting their offense again, which makes Deckerville play defense all that much longer. Inbound pass over to Zap. Back on top to Franklin. And uh, they're going to call the travel. You know, I coach basketball. I play basketball. I don't like that call. I, I don't know that it's really... It, it, it's a vision call that officials make, and I don't know that it's really a travel. Well, 
And I think when you officiate, you have to you have to consider what's advantage, disadvantage, and it very rarely gives the kid a, a big advantage. I agree. Messing down the court with it. Little contact inside. Merriman with the rebound. He goes down with it, and he's going to be tied up. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure that he had to dribble. All he had to do was just hold the ball by putting it down. It allowed Bartle to, to sneak in there or, or Franklin, and they tied him up. Deckerville ball underneath. Alder possession, ball belongs to Decker, but we have a little bit of moisture here. See, mopping it up just a tad there. Yes, it's, it's definitely a factor that uh, Deckerville's not getting the second opportunities that they had in the first half, and uh, we've got to give some credit to Brown City coaching staff. They made some adjustments, and so far they seem to have worked. Yeah, they, they've been to Brown City's advantage here, but as we've talked about, we've got a long ways to go. Inbound pass backside to Palmer. He loses it, picks it back up, goes up with it, and uh, he draws some contact and he draws a foul. That foul is going to be on Joe Baysdale. That's his second team fourth. Well, if you're, if you're Deckerville, you've got to get the ball in the Brian Palmer's hand, and you have to like his chances against anybody. You know, he's a big, strong kid. That time he tried a little jump hook and uh, created some contact. Baysdale gets number two. He has a purpose when he has the ball in the paint, and he's either going to score or he's going to get to the free throw line. Right now, he hurried that shot. Misses his first free throw. 408, 34-28. Brown to the lead. Second shot is up and rolls around, and it's good. Again, Deckerville maintaining full court pressure. Franklin with the basketball. He's being guarded by Rossi. Quick move by Franklin. And we're going to have a tie out there, a steal. Good steal by Messing, and they're going to say there's a foul against Franklin from Brown City. They've got to be careful here. Yeah, that's a frustration foul by Jay Franklin. The pressure seems to be bothering him right now. Coach Burton reminding the officials that it's five fouls to one right now. That's another coaching thing. <laughs> yeah, coaches do things like that. Quickly, the ball comes down to Rossi. He penetrates, he looks, ball's knocked away out of his hands. He picks it up, he shoots, he does not score, but he gets his own rebound. And they're going to say another foul inside. A foul against, I believe it's going to be Bartle. You're correct. That's foul on Jason Bartle. That's his first team six. Jason Wisniewski into the lineup, replacing Jay Franklin. Wisniewski, a 5-10 guard for Brown City. Inbound pass comes to Merriman. He's being guarded by Zapp. Merriman looks inside, finds Palmer with it. He breaks down, he goes all the way in, he shoots a 15-footer, it's good. And Deckerville with a little mini run here, now trading by three. Wisniewski with the basketball. Deckerville still their man-to-man defense. Inside it comes to Zapp, back on top to Wisniewski. Again, we have a very patient Brown City squad. Basio with the basketball. Palmer closely guarding him. Over to Bartle. Back on top to Zap. Zap. Back to Bartle. Right now, Brown City seems to be a little bit confused. Basio from the outside. The shot is up. And it's going to be last touch. They're going to say it was touched by a messing. Credit Deckerville's defense. Part of the reason Brown City's patient is due to Deckerville's defense. They're not getting... Real good looks, and the movement's not the way Coach Burton would like it. John Jones into the lineup for Brown City, replacing Adam Zapp. This is John Jones' first opportunity tonight, and I want to tell you, when he came in Wednesday, he made a major difference. 
Inbound pass back to Wisniewski. Breaks the timeline. Rossi starting him closely. In. It comes to Basil. He stops. It's a nice pass to Jones. Oh, it rolls up and in. Big move. Nice pass by Basil. Quickly down the court comes Palmer. He goes up with it. Oh, big time block. And uh, the technical fans would say that was the goal then. But I want to tell you, it was impressive nevertheless as Basil knocked that ball away. Doug, that could have been a goal then. Yeah, I think that was close. He actually somewhat banged it off the glass. Back on top, it comes to Jones. He finds Wisniewski with the basketball. He penetrates, tops the free throw line. He shoots his jumper. It's no good. And there's going to be a foul against Brown City. And Merriman on a nice box out do some contact. That's John Jones' first. The, the key here is that's Brown City's seventh foul. Deckerville's still at one. Yeah, the officials have not uh, realized that, and I think now that they go to the line and see that it's a 7-1, sometimes uh, it alters their thinking a little bit. Well, and I think that's all the coaches are trying to do, and Coach Burton's harping on that. You know, it really is a factor because near Deckerville now, they're already in the 1-1, one and, one and, and uh, Deckerville's got a lot of fouls to give before Brown City gets there. Well, they've got 10 minutes of shooting free throws, and that first one was... Uh, I'm not sure, but that, did that even touch the uh, the rim, did it? That's a, uh, I don't think so, and I think that's why they're going to take it out of bounds here. Well, it's a violation. What, whatever the call is, it is now Brown City basketball. We have two minutes. Brown City with a five-point lead. Bartle with the basketball. Back on top, it comes to Jones. He drives, he looks, he scores. Oh, he does not score. Knock away, picked off by... Oh, interesting call on that one. They're going to say that he was out of bounds. Yeah, that's a tough call. He actually got tied up with the official. You hate for that to happen, but that's what the rule says. The official's in play. Turnover, Deckerville, Brown City again with the basketball. Jones, he's going to take the ball out of the hole. He goes down, and they're going to call some contact and a foul against Merriman. And uh, Merriman disagrees with that, but uh, the official did not back down, and he said there was some contact. That falls on Richard Merriman. That is his first. Like Richard Merriman needs to be careful. The other official's gone over and told him, don't show us up here. That's the thing that John Jones did the other night, which is why I'm sure Coach Burton has him in here. He's aggressively taking the ball to the basket, trying to make things happen. He's definitely an offensive player. First free throw is up. It is no good. In the lineup for the first time this evening is Mike Wolf, a 6'5 senior for Jacksonville. Here we plays Merriman, also in the lineup. We have Aaron Noble and uh, Kurt Mitchell getting a little breather right here at this time, too. In fact, both coaches are going to go to uh, substitution patterns. John Jones at the line for his second of two free throws. It's up. It is good. And there's a substitution as jump big monstrous dunk, which could have really taken the roof off of this place had it connected. Richard Merriman was ready for it, though. Adam Zapp got some rebound, and it was a foul. The Brown City ball out underneath. Good defensive pressure that time by Deckerville, forcing a Brown City timeout to prevent a five-second violation. We'll be back after this quick message. At Long's Tri-County Homes in Marlette, they've got a winning lineup of rebates and giveaways this month. Contest, plenty of time right now. Uh, Deckerville now has committed their 15 foul. And so they're only two away from putting Brown City back to the line where they want to be. They've weathered that, that 
mini run by Decker this past uh, quarter, so maybe Brown City has a real hold on the game right now. Well, I, I think they're comfortable with where they're at. Uh, Eric Craig didn't score in the third quarter. That's a factor. Ryan Palmer wasn't as active either. Uh, Deckerville scored six points in the uh, third quarter, and four of those came from the free throw line. Well, it just seems like momentum has definitely shifted in favor of Brown City. But like you said, we have a long way to go. Brown City having a difficult time with the inbound pass. Over to Craig. Back on top comes the Zap. Zap finds Wisniewski. He looks inside to... Zap, he turns, he spins, he comes back to his left hand. Ball is knocked away, picked off by, oh, they're going to say a foul, and an attempt by, uh, it looks like two players hustling for a basketball, and a foul is called against Franklin. Yeah, that one that one was a tough to see. There was a lot of contact on Adam Zap there on the shot, and then this was a long ways away from the basket, but it puts, it puts Deckerville back to the line here, and Noble to the line, and that foul was on Jay Franklin, his second. Brown City's ninth. Interesting here, you know, the uh, Deckerville Eagles have not been able to capitalize from the foul line. That first one is good. We now have a five-point contest in the lineup for Franklin comes Jason Bartle. Right now, it seems like Jay's playing in a lot of emotion, and uh, Coach Burden wants him to cool off a little bit. Yeah, he's struggled. He's, uh, he's a little antsy yet tonight, and he hasn't gotten over the jitters, it appears. Aaron Noble does his job, and he'll be replaced by Binder as uh, he makes both free throws. We have a four-point contest. Eric Craig with the inbound pass. He'll break the Deckerville pressure. Deckerville now back to a man-to-man. Craig drives in. He stops. He pulls up. Free throw jump shot is good. Real nice shot that time by Eric Craig. Well, I think he was getting the feeling that Brown City needed to put some points on the board. Very nice move and good shot. Kurt messing with the basketball. Picks up his dribble. Finds Binder with it. He's being guarded by Wisniewski. Brown City back into a man-to-man defense. Right now, Deckerville being very, very patient. Roski down. He makes a spin move. Looks inside. He steps through. Makes a pass downside to Merriman. Almost an errant pass. Merriman being tied up in the corner by Zapp. They find Binder all the way back on top. It comes to Messing. He'll direct the offense again. Looks like a motion offense by the... Deckerville Eagles pass goes inside. Oh, an errant pass. It's really a tough pass. A bounce pass with the with the reverse spin that's going out of bounds, and it's a turnover for Deckerville. Nice job defensively there by Brown City. Brown City now with Eric Craig with the basketball. Probably a smart move to keep that ball in his hand as much as possible. Yeah, he'd prefer not to have it, but uh, he's the KG veteran. Back on top of coming to Baysdale. He spins. Over to Bartle. Bartle, all the way down in. Oh, a lot of contact there. And uh, they're going to call a foul against Merriman. And um, great follow-up and tip by an off-balance Baysdale. Out of nowhere, the high flyer came in, tipped it up, fell under the basket, and drew some contact by Merriman. Yeah, Richard Merriman was kind of a bystander. He didn't know what was coming. And that's what Brown City wants to see as a fired-up Joe Baysdale. Brown City leads 41-33 with Joe Baysdale at the free throw line. And there's a timeout on the court, and we'll take a timeout and be right back. For quality BP gas. Baysdale completes the three-point play, and Brown City with the biggest lead of the evening as they now have a nine-point lead. Inside move by Rossi, good step through, and uh, quickly, just like that, we're going to have another Deckerville foul. That was a good shot opportunity by Rossi. It just rolled off the front of the rim, 
and big rebound by Zapp, you know, this is where those first two victories by Brown City begin to enter in at this time. Yeah, I agree totally. Um, it has a tendency for the Deckerville kids here to kind of turn back to here we go again, and Brown City maybe get that killer instinct back. These free throws are important here for Brown City. Adam Zapp's first free throw is up. It is no good, and uh, somehow, some way, that wingspan of Joe Baysdale knocks that ball out of bounds. Brown City backing off the pressure a little bit here. The shots that Nathan Roski and some of those kids were making in the first half are what's not falling right now, and that's making a difference. Usually what happens there is you begin to tense up just a little bit, and your shot uh, becomes a little bit uh, short. <laughs> Roski with the basketball back on top of the binder. He does go with a bomb from way outside. It rolls around. Rebound off to Zap. Quick break. Break comes down. He stops. He goes up. He lays it in. And Brown City extending that lead. It's now an 11-point ball game. Deckerville looks like Coach Thayer wants a timeout. They want to talk about it again. Brown City up 11, 44-33. We'll be back right after these messages. At the Deckerville Do It Best Building Center, we've got you covered both. Right now, Deckerville needs a basket. They need someone to step up. Rossi with the basket on the inbound pass over to Binder. He drives. An errant pass almost picked off by Brown City. And Bayesdale shot is up. It is rolling around. It is good. And that is a basket by Palmer, Ryan Palmer. Stems that Brown City run. 44-35, Brown City on top. We're at five minutes, four seconds of the fourth quarter. Almost a knockaway. It is a knockaway. Picked off by Messing. He goes down in, and he's going to draw some contact. Good hustle. Good defensive play that time by uh, uh, Kurt Messing, the senior, and Coach Burton saying, why must you go between your legs on that particular I, play? I think that's exactly what he's thinking. You know, Brown City wants to run clock, but they still need to stay aggressive. Pretty interesting to watch Coach Burton get down. I didn't know they could get down that low anymore. Free throw. Attempt by Binder is on the way. Excuse me, that's Kurt Messing. It is good. The senior left-hander making it an eight-point contest. The entire second half, we found Deckerville fighting to get back in the game, and sometimes it takes a lot of energy out of you. Second free throw's on the way. It is good. A seven-point lead now for Brown City. They've got the basketball. They've got a quick break. Wisniewski over to Zapp. He'll slow it down. Oh, it's knocked away. Merriman with the pickup. He controls it. A steal. We talk about momentum. Here's another momentum swing. We'll see if Brown City can take the punch and react. Limpside shot by... Messing is no good, but the rebound by Palmer is good. And just like that, it's down to five. And we're going to have a quick timeout, I believe, by Brown City if they get the officials to recognize it. It'll be a full timeout by Brown City as Coach Burton wants to talk it over. We'll be talking it over, too, after these messages. Well, quickly, again, Brown City, a master of setting up plays on the inbound. And that time, they had exactly what they wanted. Eric Craig with that free throw jump shot. It goes awry. And last touch by Brown City. It'll be Deckerville basketball. Ball's inside to Merriman. And an outside shot by Binder is no good. There's a trap in the corner. And Zapp has the basketball. Yeah, that was a big possession for, for both clubs here. Now Jason Bartle all the way down for an uncontested layup. That's not what Deckerville wanted. Brown City back up by seven. Big, big basket. At that time, Rossi was a 2-1-1 by Brown City. He decided to go with the backside man, and Bartle, with his quickness, takes it in for an easy layup and an easy score. Binder down inside. It comes to Palmer. Palmer looking 
And again, he's outside where he really does not feel comfortable. Comes down to Merriman. He spins, goes up, draws some contact, and he finally gets some, some uh, a call against Brown City. Well, as often happens, Joe Baysdale left his feet, and usually good things don't happen with that. And he picks up his third foul, and Richard Merriman goes to the line. They'll be shooting two now the rest of the way. That may be a factor here. Well, they've struggled in the foul line throughout the third quarter. Merriman, first free throw is on the way, and it is no good. Richard Merriman is an emotional player, and sometimes um, he has to learn to harness that for him to be his, at his best. Second free throw is up, and it is good. It's now a six-point contest. Inbound pass, and they're going to see it was last touch by Jacksonville as they've now extended their pressure. These are a real important few possessions here for Brown City. They need to show Deckerville that they can, that this press isn't going to be a factor and get an easy bucket or two. Bartle with a basketball. He's being guarded by Rossi. Quickly he goes by him. He's in the lane. Almost a knockaway. Quickly over to Baysdale. Baysdale gets the basketball. Nice jump back side to Zapp and Zapp scores. Nice recognition that time by Baysdale as he was double teamed. He found the backside. Offensive player for Brown City. Brown City's big men do a very good job recognizing and get, getting the pass to the open man. A rejection, a block, a good block that time by Bayziel. Merriman goes down and does the We may see a dunk. Joe Bayziel with a dunk. And yet everyone standing is, uh, with two minutes and 37 seconds. Where you invest your money has a lot to do with why you invest it. The problem. Two minutes and 30 seconds, and Mike missing from the outside. It's a three, making it a seven-point contest. Craig with the basketball. Knocked away by Miser. He might go another three. It's on the way. It's no good. Backside rebound. Last touch by Deckerville and Palmer. I'm not so sure that's that shot selection, but uh, he, he felt maybe he hit the first one to get hit the second one. Well, and that was just exactly what Deckerville needed was that first three-pointer there by Messing. Keeps him back in this ball game. Oh, there's a turnover. Oh, picked up, however, by Brown City. And uh, Basil employs his teammates. Let's just slow it down a little bit. Let's use some clock. Basil with the basketball. Knocked away by Palmer. Again, almost a steal. Some contact inside. He's loosened with the basketball. Back on top, it comes to Craig. One minute, 54 seconds between Brown City and the District Championship. And we're gonna have a quick foul by Deckerville. Yeah, free throws are gonna be key here. Looks like Deckerville's trying to do is just try to go for the steal, but they're doing it pretty hard there. But Eric Craig's going to the free throw line. That's a good situation for Brown City. Deckerville's press, it appears, is they're trying to keep it front heavy. They're trying to get the steal early. If Brown City beats it, they've generally got pretty good luck. Eric Craig is at the line. His team leading 50 to 43. He's had a stellar performance tonight. First free throw is up, and however, it is no good. Down comes Messing. Messing goes all the way down and up, and he lays it in. Messing is really lighting it up. It's the latter part of his fourth quarter here. Inbound pass, a five-point contest, and a quick foul by Deckerville. I think this is exactly what Coach Thayer wants. He wants to stop that clock. Oh, kids are doing a nice job with that. Again, Brown City puts... Eric Craig to the line, and so it can't be a better situation for both teams. That is Ryan Palmer's fourth foul. Uh, if he continues to stay up on that press and they have to foul, that may take him out of this. 
and they can ill afford to lose him. No, Basil had that flying dunk and reminded me of you when you used to be uh, that high flyer at Brown City, right? I could always hit the, get the nap. <laughs> Again, a missed free throw by Eric Frank, surprisingly. And uh, Jacksonville still with a two-possession game and plenty of time at a minute 30. Ball goes down inside to Merriman, and they're going to call a foul and a two-shot foul. That will be as Merriman will go to the line. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Take a break from the doldrums of winter and dine at Liberty Lanes West. Killing by five. Make it four as he buries the first one. A minute 28. Free, free throws are so important in a basketball game. Jacksonville will continue to foul. Second free throw is up and it's good. It's a one possession game. Brownsley with the basketball and the three point lead. A knock away. And they're going to call a foul. And uh, it was a quick foul at that. Uh, I'm not even sure any time went off the clock. Yeah, Coach Thayer was not happy about that. Probably lucky the officials didn't see him whip his towel, but I thought it was a good call. And, and again, Eric Craig's going to step to the line for his third one-and-one one here in about the last 20 seconds off this clock. Well, right now he has two attempts. Is that double bonus against Jacksonville? So both teams, with every foul, will be shooting two free throws. First shot by Craig. Found the way. And again, Eric Drake is uh, uh, struggling here. Maybe a little bit of tension here. Well, and now it gets more mental. We've talked about that before. He's missed three in a row. Let's see what he can do on this fourth. Shot is up. It is good. 51-47. Brown City comes back with the pressure. Ball comes over to Messing. Kurt Messing. 5'10", senior guard. 123. Setting up a play, ball comes over to Rossi. Rossi drives baseline, does a spin move. Jacksonville just, just wants to get the ball inside. Oh, big call. Travel on Nathan Rossi. Coach Thayer's not happy with it. He's got Palmer and Merriman posting up. He wants the ball inside. But he picked up his pivot foot, and oh, my goodness. Crossley turned over that time by Brown City. I think this floor, I've been at it before. It's really slippery, Doc. Yeah, we've seen three or four times where kids have tried to plant their feet and slip. Well, there's a lot of action that's taken place here in the last uh, 20 seconds. Binder with the basketball for Deckerville. On top it comes to Messing. He looks inside. They've got to get that ball done inside to be effective. Oh, an errant pass, and it's going to be a steal. And a steal and a foul, a quick foul. It's been turnover city the last few seconds. Yep, that foul is going to be on Nathan Roski, his third. And I think that's going to put Jason Bartle to the line. We'll be back after this quick message. Who helps you build? Jason Bartle makes his first free throw and he just buried his second. It is now a two-possession game, a six-point contest. In the lineup for Deckerville comes Aaron Noble, looking for a little bit more offense. Pick and roll now being run by Deckerville. Again, they're having a real difficult time. Ball comes over to Palmer. Stops, he shoots the outside shot. It's no good. Tip away, controlled by Adam Zapp. Zapp with a basketball, and they're going to call a foul. And we are at 38 seconds, and another foul by Deckerville. Another chance for Brown City to extend their lead. Brown City needs to at least get, in my opinion, a point a trip. Uh, if, if Adam Zapp can get one of these, that makes it seven points. That's three possessions. And, and ideally, if they can keep it at three possessions, they're going to be in good shape. But they got to get a point every trip down here. Well, we have 38 seconds left. 
and uh, Coach Burton directing his players exactly where he wants them. He'll have two people at the foul line extended to rebound, and he'll have two defenders back. Adam Zapp, the 6'2 senior center, is at the line. His first free throw is on the way. It is no good. I guess if you're uh, Decagol, maybe Adam might be the one you might want. Oh, I think oh. there's no question. That's who you want to foul. He's a little uncomfortable free throw line. Second shot is on the way. It is good. And he got one of two. 54, 47. Decagol has got to get a shot, and I think they've got to start looking at the outside three. The shot is on the way. It's no good. Merriman with the shot, and there's some contact inside. Ten seconds run off the clock. We're going to call that foul on Baysdale. He reacts unfavorably. Nevertheless, it's going to put Merriman at the line, and we'll take a quick break. Get the accuracy and no-till that no other planter can deliver, plus the reliability you've come to expect from John Deere, plus the convenience you've always wanted. Check out the Max Emerge Plus planters at Tri-County Equipment in Sandusky and Marlette. The row units are the industry's toughest. Choose from exclusive downforce systems, staggered closing wheels, easy gauge wheel adjustments, and more. Hurry to Tri-County Equipment on M46 west of Sandusky and M53 just south of Marlette and see the John Deere Max Emerge Plus planters. First free throw by Richard Merriman is on its way. It is good. Second free throw is also good. 54-49. Quickly. In the ball comes to Bartle. He slips. Gets the ball over to Basiel. He's got a man wide open down the court. With Newsom goes down and up. And they're going to say there's contact in the foul inside. Eight seconds off the clock. And we're going to see Wazuki go to the line where he'll be shooting two shots. Again, Richard Merriman, a foul he had to take. I think Jason Wazuki was trying to decide, do I go to the hole, do I not? But I think any time you have a wide open lane to the basket, you got to go. Again, he needs to at least get a split out of this. Wazuki's at the line. 5'10 guard shoots it and um, does not cash in. They've struggled here in the last quarter, and this is uncharacteristic of Brown City. This is very uncharacteristic. You know, Coach Burton has pretty much ridden his seniors all night. If he's going to win this, he's going to do it with seniors, and uh, they've usually shoot a little better than they are. Second free throw's on the way. It is good. 55-49. Deckerville quickly down the court. Brown City does not want to foul here. They want clock to run. Merriman from way out takes the three-pointer. It's no good. Shot is up, and it's good by Noble. 55, 51, 9 seconds. Round City with a quick timeout. A 6-second regulation clock left. And we're going to be back after these messages as Round City will talk things over. Best wishes to the area. Well, we have 6 seconds left in the district championship game. Brown City with the basketball and a 4-point lead. Now, I've seen situations stranger to this where teams have come back and won, but... Uh, I'm, I'm confident that Coach Burden, Coach Seidel have everything well scripted, and, and I think that we're safe to feel that they should be able to pull this out with a victory. Right. Brown City just needs to get the ball inbound, inbounded. They can't afford any turnovers or to give Deckerville the ball with it under their basket with no time off the clock. They need to get the ball inbound. In a 1-4 set, we may see someone go deep, probably Bartle. And it is Bartle with the basketball. And he saves it, right in the hand of Craig, he goes up with it, it's no good, tip is controlled by Deckerville, that is the end of the game, the final score, Brown City, your district champion here in Deckerville, with a 55-51 victory over Deckerville, we'll be back 
We'll talk more about this championship victory by Brown City after these messages. 61 days a year, McDonald's in... There's a special moment here when all the players are introduced, they receive their medals. You know, it, it serves a double purpose for the seniors. Boy, what a great accomplishment, you know, what a great ending to a career. For the younger players, you know, it's, it's incentive for maybe next year or the years to come. It's, it's a very rewarding moment for both the coaches and the players. Yeah, it's very important that these juniors get a taste of what it feels like to win. The senior group is won all the way through. Uh, as I mentioned before, as you noticed, Coach Burton went the senior route tonight. Um, he was going to ride them out, and they were able to carry him through. The juniors have played in Port Royal, and, and you're exactly right. They get a feel for what it feels like to win two championships already and get a chance to move on. Well, what's even nice is that it, it's good to see that the Jekyllville team show their class. They're there. They're applauding. Coach Sayers leading the applause. Uh, he realizes that the better team tonight was was uh, Brown City. They played much, much better than they had in the two earlier contests, but there was no doubt about it, Brown City was the better of the two teams. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting for the crowd, you know, and there's something to say about Deckerville as their community because there are not very many people that have left this gym at all. I've seen championships before where the gym's basically empty. Everybody stayed, and that's a great, uh, it's a great tribute to the community. And the Brown City fans are congratulating our kids. They're giving them the due that they deserve. I noticed that Coach uh, Norch Ram was the athletic director. And he's presenting the trophy and, and the medals. Uh, he, he had a very firm uh, statement to Joe Basil. You rip my rim down, you'll pay for it. Yeah, Joe Basil had a great dunk tonight, which is fun uh, for the kids and for Joe. Well, we're going to be back after a couple of messages here, and we'll get the final stats of the evening. Kurt Messing finished with eight. Seven of those coming in the fourth quarter. Eugene Binder finished with seven. Nathan Roski four. Aaron Noble, four. Richard Merriman finished with 12. And leading the way for Deckerville tonight, Ryan Palmer with 16. Deckerville finished 16 of 21 from the free throw line. For Brown City, Jay Franklin with three. Jason Bartle with Six, two big free throws at the tail end of the fourth quarter. Brian Campbell with two. Jason Wisniewski, three. And John Jones with three. And in double figures for the Green Devils tonight, Adam Zapp finished with ten. Joe Baysdale with ten, including a monster dunk in the fourth quarter. And Eric Craig once again leading the way with 18 points. Brown City was nine of 17 from the free throw line for 55 points. Well, that means Tuesday night it will be... Brown City traveling not too far over to Sandusky, but they'll be taking on the winner of the Reese District. We believe that the winner will probably be Carlton. We're not sure. I haven't heard exactly who won that, but Carlton uh, is an overwhelming favorite to win that particular district. That contest will take place at 6 o'clock again Tuesday at Sandusky. Doug, well, any, any final comments? Well, I think Brown City just has to go uh, looking at the positives. They've been in that gym. They're on a roll, uh, and the keys at this point when you don't really know your opponent you just have to take care of the things that you do well take your philosophy not many mistakes and uh, get good shots and hit your free throws so anything can happen that's why it's called march madness and brown city you know maybe the players haven't all been tournament tested but what you have is you have coaches that have been tournament tested that means they know proper preparation and how many years has it been that brown city has gone on 
to regional basketball, and coaches have made a contest in Brown City of a game that they really shouldn't have and sometimes even won some of those games. Yeah, and, and with their experience, they keep the kids on an even keel, and they keep the kids believing that they can win a basketball game, and, and that's, that's the important part of it. Well, again, this is John Presnell, along with Doug Muxville, coming from Deckerville High School. Again, the final score, Brown City 55, Deckerville 51, and uh, that means Brown City is going to live for another day, and we want to commend the Deckerville coaching staff on, and their players in a fine season, and we will see you possibly Tuesday evening over in Sandusky. Thank you. Have a good evening. Six days a week.